0: We want to welcome everyone that's joining us by live stream this morning. We are going to have some church today, amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to learn the Word of God. How many of you would say that the Word of God is what's made the significant difference in your life? Amen. 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 People say, well, no, Jesus has. Amen? Well, see, Jesus is the Word. Praise God. How many of you know that? How many of you read John 1 1? Okay. All right. Well, listen, this morning, uh, you can be turning in your Bibles. I know you have your Bible with you, right? Uh, You can be turning in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And I'm going to begin a new series this morning. Uh, and it's really a series that I've really wanted to teach on Sundays, but I have not taught on Sundays yet. I did teach this uh, series a uh, few years back on a Wednesday night uh, because that's what the Holy Ghost told me to do, but He is, has he is, uh, kind of nudged me uh, to teach on it now on Sundays because everybody needs to know about this subject matter. I'm titling this series, The Role of the Holy Spirit. The Role of the Holy Spirit. And I believe, my brothers and sisters, this is not only a timely message, but it is a much-needed message. And uh, I want to begin this first part uh, talking about uh, particularly who... The Holy Spirit is, and then in any time I may have remaining today, which is normally not very much, <laughs> as I, as after I get through my first and second closing, but we may be uh, we may begin talking about some of the roles of the Holy Spirit, uh, and what we don't get this morning, guess what? There's next Sunday. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And we'll continue next Sunday if the Lord tarries. If the Lord tarries. We don't know. He could rapture us out of here in the next few seconds. Everybody say Amen. 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 Hallelujah. When reading your Bible, uh, you'll find that in John chapter 14, John chapter 15, and in John chapter 16, that these three chapters are a record of the last hours that Jesus Christ would spend on this earth. And I find it very interesting, hallelujah, that in these last moments, Jesus really could have taught about anything. Couldn't He? Amen. Uh, Jesus is getting ready to leave, and He's going to tell His disciples, who's a disciple in here? So this is, this is a message to you as well. And He's going to tell His disciples some of the most important things that they need to know. How many of you know, know if you're a parent and you're about to leave your kids at home alone, you're going to give them certain instructions. Probably going to be a list of instructions, right? right. Amen. Can't do this. You can only do this, right? Well, how many of you know the last instruction that you give them is the one they're going to remember the most? (laughs) Amen. Well, Jesus was no different. He knew because He had already been teaching them. They had been following Him. But He knew that He needed to give them these instructions last before He left. Praise God for that. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. He wanted to give them the instructions about the person... Of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit would be uh, the one that would give them an advantage over anything and everything that may come their way. Now get a hold of that. The Holy Spirit is your advantage over the things in this world, over all the powers of the enemy. Gives you an advantage over that. Over anything and everything. Can I get an Amen. So the Holy Spirit is what Jesus taught on right before His crucifixion. Uh, Why? Because they really needed to get this part. No matter what else happened, He needed to get this over to them that it was very, very important what He was fixing to say. You and I, my brothers and sisters, need to get a hold of this part. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's take a look at this in John chapter 14. And we will be, uh, I will be running a lot of scriptures today, so if you can't keep up, write them down, praise God, study them out on your own. But all these scriptures are going to help us to understand who the Holy Ghost is. Amen? John chapter 14, verse 15. This is a profound statement Jesus is fixing to make. If we could just do this, number one, this one scripture we would change our lives. He says in verse 15, He says, If you love Me, everybody say, If I love Jesus, I'll keep His commandments. That's what He said here. He said, If you love Me, and every Christian says, Yeah, I love Jesus. If you love Me, keep My commandments. And I will pray the Father and He will give you another Helper. One translation says a Comforter. That He may abide with you how long? Forever. Forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him for He dwells with you. Now watch this. And will be where? In you. in you. Will be. He's not in you automatically. Now, he's talking to his disciples. These are people who have already started following him, right? And he's telling them here one of these days, the Holy Spirit is going to be in you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's important. He says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Now drop down to verse 26. In verse 26 it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, some versions say the Holy Ghost, but the, uh, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in My name. Get a hold of that. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you or that I said to you. He says, Peace I leave with you. This is Hans's favorite scripture. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now, I want us to go back up and pick up with verse 16, and I want to read this again. It says in verse number 16, it says, And I will pray the Father, this is Jesus speaking, and he will give you another helper. Everybody say, Another. Another, another comforter. Notice God will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The amplifier says it like this. He says, and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby. Now look at this. He said, I'm going to give you another comforter. What is that comforter? Well, first off, if you need comforter, if Comfort. Uh, If you need comforting, He is your comfort. Amen? It's the Holy Ghost. He is your comforter. But also notice this. He's also your counselor. What do counselors do? They give you smart counsel. They give you godly counsel. Amen? He's going to be your helper. He's your helper. He's your intercessor. In other words, He's praying for you. Praise God. He's your advocate. In other words, when He sees you, He sees you through the blood of Jesus and through the Holy Ghost's eyes. Amen? He's your strengthener. And He's your standby. Now, the first thing we need to establish and understand from these Scriptures is that the Holy Spirit, listen to me now, is a person. He is a person. See, when you think about the Holy Spirit, you shouldn't be thinking about some kind of invisible spirit somewhere, some kind of ghoul, or some kind of spirit out there somewhere. Because He's not out there. Amen? Does it say He's out there? No. He was in heaven until Jesus came to the earth. That's where He was. Because Jesus said, I'm going to leave so I could send Him to you. Didn't He? Amen. Stay with me now. So, you don't think about uh, him being some uh, out there in space somewhere. Because if you're a born again believer, he lives in you. I said he lives in you. Amen. And I'm going to prove that to you this morning uh, through the scriptures that the Holy Spirit is not even, he's not an intuition, he's not some kind of a feeling. He's not a goosebump. Now he may give you goosebumps when he comes on you and gives you a truth, but he's not a goosebump. He's not some kind of a feeling. He's not just about tongues. Are you hearing me? We've had a few people come to church here and here lately some speakers, and they'll go to speaking in tongues. He's not just about tongues. Amen. That's part of it. And we'll get to that long down in this series, but it's not the main part. Amen. You know, sometimes when people think about the Holy Spirit, all they can get in their brain is uh, speaking in other tongues. That's them weirdos that have that tongue language. I'm being serious with you. That's where their brain goes. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about them tongues. I don't know about that Holy Ghost. I don't want that to come on me. Well, He won't. Amen. Because you've got to invite Him in. Are you hearing me? Or they think the Holy Spirit is some kind of a feeling or a goose bump. Hallelujah, but He's not that. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is the third part of the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit, right? So he's the third part of the Godhead. Are you with me? Now look at this in chapter 16, John chapter 16. John chapter 16. And I want you to notice what it says in verse 7. And this again is Jesus talking. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you what? The truth. truth. It is to your advantage that I go away for I do not if I do not go away the helper or the comforter will not come to you but if I depart I will send him to you underline the word him not an it he's a him amen, amen. and when he underline that and when he has come He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, drop down to verse number 13. And again, I'm going to run a lot of scriptures. But it's important that we understand who and what the Holy Spirit is and why He came to this earth. Amen? It says in verse 13, it says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He, the Holy Spirit, will guide you into all truth. So part of the Holy Spirit's role is to guide us into all truths. And we'll speak more about that later. Amen. It says, For He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Verse number 15. All things that the Father all has are mine. Therefore I said that He will take of mine and declare it to you. My brothers and sisters, you need to establish it down in your heart that the Holy Ghost The Holy Spirit is a person. And right now, the Holy Spirit is, listen to me, the most important person on this planet. Mm -hmm. He's the most important person on this planet. Jesus is not here anymore, is He? Amen. The Holy Spirit is. He sent us the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So anything in this earth that's going to be of a spiritual nature, Anything on this earth or in your life that's going to be of a spiritual nature is going to have to come through the Holy Spirit. So quit asking Jesus to do anything for you. Are you hearing me? Some of you are. You need to get it. This is going to be a little deep. You have to put your big boy britches on. A lot of denominational people ain't heard this before. But I'm going to tell you something. He Didn't He say it? I tell you the truth. Isn't that what Jesus just said? I tell you the truth. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. It'd be easier just to think, well, it's all about them tongue things. But it ain't. He's a whole lot deeper than that. He's a whole lot deeper than that. Amen. He's our counselor. Amen. He's our helper. He helps me every day of my life. Praise God. He helps us in every every promise of God has to come through the Holy Ghost. Every promise. Amen. You know why? Because He's on the inside of you. You just got to submit to Him. And you got to let Him start leading and guiding you in your life. Amen. That's why a lot of people don't receive from God because they don't let the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit lead them. They're led by their brain. And their own reasoning. We taught about that. Spirit, soul, body. Everybody remember that? Amen. They operate in their soulish area all the time instead of submitting to the Holy Spirit, who's only going to talk to their spirit, ma'am. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Still love me? All right. We need to establish it in our hearts that the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is a person, and He is the most important person on this planet. He's the most important person on this planet because He's the one that Jesus sent from the Father. Why? To finish His work. Now, Jesus finished His part on the cross, didn't He? But before He left, He told all the disciples, everybody raise your hand if you're a disciple. He told all the disciples, I'm going to send you a helper, I'm going to send you a counselor. I'm going to send you an ever-present help. And He's going to stay with you forever. But He could have said right then, but He can't do anything for you unless you let Him do it. He can't help you. He can't be your helper if you don't want no help. And most people, and I'm not being ugly about this, but most people don't want no help until all hell is broke loose in their life. And then they go to screaming and holler, Oh, Jesus, help me. And all the time they've had the Holy Ghost on the inside of them. That if they'd have just listened to Him and went where He told them to go, did what He told them to do, then the problems wouldn't have ever showed up. Preach that, Pastor. Hallelujah. He was the one that Jesus sent from the Father to finish the work on earth. In the Old Testament, we primarily see the work of God, don't we? God did most of the work. He moved in a cloud by day and a fire by night, didn't He? The only time the Holy Spirit ever even came on anyone was when He gave the prophet or the teacher or the pastor the Holy Spirit would come on them to give a prophecy. Amen? Or talk to the people about what God wants them to do. We don't need all that anymore because He's on the inside of every one of us. So quit going and seeking prophets. Quit going and seeking a word from somebody else. Get quiet. And listen to the Holy Spirit in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm, hallelujah. I am having a good time. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We primarily see in the Old Testament the work of God. In the New Testament, we primarily see the work of Jesus. did not that what the four Gospels was all about? Amen. He was the only one that the Holy Spirit came on, wasn't He? Didn't John say, I saw Him standing? I, I, I was told to baptize Him, and when I did, I saw a dove coming down. I'm going to read that in a minute, I think. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But right now, in this disp- dispensation we're living in right now, which is the church age. Everybody say church age. It's the dispensation of grace. We're all living under the grace of Jesus Christ. In this dispensation we are going to see the work of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who will bring this age to a conclusion. He'll bring this age that we're living in to a conclusion. Amen. The Holy Spirit is doing His work. The Holy Spirit is moving on all mankind. And the Holy Spirit is a person. Amen? And I know we don't want to sometimes think about the Holy Spirit in that manner. But He is a person. And listen to me. He can be grieved. He can also be hindered. In your life. When you grieve the Holy Spirit with disobedience to God's Word, and I'm just going to throw this out there, when you disobey God's Word and you grieve the Holy Spirit, He cannot do anything in your life until you ask for forgiveness. Amen. That's the way it goes, guys. Sorry. You can't expect God and the Holy Spirit to do stuff for you when you don't do anything for Him. You've got to give Him your life. That's why I tell people, and that's why we preach it all the time, sell out. Go all in. There's a, there's a, there's a reason for that. If you go all in, let me tell you something, God's going to go all in for you. Hallelujah. And He'll outdo you every time. He will outdo you every time. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, we don't realize sometimes that He can be grieved. See, sometimes we don't realize that the the places we go and the things we do and how we live our lives can grieve the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, He wants to help us. He wants to guide us. But He can't because we won't cooperate with Him. I'm not talking about everybody. And I know we're all a work in progress. So don't get, don't, don't get offended by what I'm telling you. How many of you think you can get have more than you have now? How many of you think you can do more than you're doing now? Amen. We're a work in progress. This is part of the work right here. Learning who he is and learning that he's your advocate. He's your helper. And he he wants to help you, but we must cooperate with him. Amen. Now, look at this in 1 John chapter 5. Way over to the right. 1 John chapter 5. And we'll see uh, yet one of several more witnesses that I want to give you this morning uh, showing that the Holy Spirit is a person. First John chapter five, verse seven. It says, "For there are three witnesses that bear witness in heaven." Look at this, the Father, the word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Let me say that again, because you need to underline it. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, who is who? Jesus Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Praise God. So there are three uh, people... Persons of the Godhead that bear witness in heaven. Praise God. Now, look at verse 8. and says, And there are three that bear witness on the earth. Watch this now. The Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the water, which is baptism in water. And the blood, which is the crucifixion. And these three agree, not are one, but agree as one. Amen? The thing I want you to see is that the Holy Spirit is a person. The Trinity is made up of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And even though they're three separate persons, they are what? One. Now, turn over to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Say amen when you're there. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10. It says here in verse 10, it says, And you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power, Notice what it says here in the Amplified. Look at the monitor. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10 in the Amplified says, And you are in Him, made full and having come to fullness of life. Now watch this. In Christ, you too are filled with who? The Godhead. You and I, my brothers and sisters, are filled with the Godhead. Amen. Praise God. That's right. Woo. That's exactly right. You have been endued with the power of Almighty God. Amen. Hallelujah. We are filled with the Godhead, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are filled with all three persons. Are you with me? Yeah. They cannot be separated. Didn't, it, didn't we just read it? Yeah. That even though it's Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are what? One. One. So when you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, you are filled with the entire Godhead. Praise God. Now, go back to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. And this, my brothers and sisters, is is where it's vitally important that you get a hold of what I'm telling you. Uh, In John chapter 14, and I need you to remember that Jesus is speaking about the person of the Holy Spirit, and now He's going to begin talking to you and I about just what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Amen? Now watch this. John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever. Notice the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, is going to abide with you and I forever. That means he's never gonna leave you. What's the Bible say? I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Doesn't it say that? Now you know why. Because the Holy Ghost is always gonna be in you. Amen. Now let me just put a let me put a little. Let me put a little if in there. If you don't kick him out. He cannot live in a willing, sinful person. He's not going to live in sin. Amen? He may be be there for when you say, just like the prodigal son did, said, I came to myself. Hey, I, I knew I shouldn't have ever left my father, but I did. Now I'm going to return to him and see if I can just be a beggar. Well, no, when you go back to the Father, He puts the robe right back on you. Fills you with the same Holy Spirit and says, Son, come on in. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's just, so, that is so good. Praise God. Amen. He's always going to be with us. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Now, this word, another, comes from the Greek word, alos which means the very same kind. The word uh, another in the Greek means the very same kind. So this Scripture could be translated in the Greek like this. I will pray to the Father, and He will give you another Helper, another Comforter, that's exactly like Me. That's what Jesus could say right there. I'm going to pray to My Father. And I'm going to have Him give you another helper, another comfort that's going to be just like me. Going to have the same power. Going to have the same authority. Going to have the same compassion. Going to have the same love. Anything, joy, peace, whatever. I'm going to give you another comfort. He's going to have everything that I am. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And that person uh, that's exactly like Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And he will be like Jesus. Listen to me. He'll be like Jesus. He'll talk like Jesus. And He'll lead like Jesus. Amen. Everything about the Holy Spirit imitates Jesus Christ. Not God. Jesus Christ. Amen. God so loved the world, He sent who? His Son. Jesus. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, isn't He? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, God is still God. And Jesus respects that. But we got to understand there was a process in God after the fall in the garden. It took a long time, but then He finally found some pure blood that He could send uh, the Holy Spirit to. Not man. Jesus ain't got no earthly daddy. How many of you know that? His daddy's the Holy Ghost. But he had to find a woman that was of a pure bloodline. She came from the tribe of da- the lineage of, of uh, David too. He had to find a woman that the Holy Spirit could overshadow, so they could have Jesus Christ. Jesus ain't got a lick of human blood in him. I should have got at least one amen there. Because let me tell you something. If he ain't got no blood in him, uh, human blood in him, then I've had a transfusion and my blood is the blood of Jesus. Amen. Get a hold of this, guys. Most Christians don't have a clue on, on who's on the inside of them. We need to wake up. Amen. So yeah, it is a whole lot more than just tongues. It's about power. It's about authority. It's about letting God lead you in your life. Not in just parts of your life that you want to give up, but in all of your life. And I'm telling you, the day that you start submitting to the Lord Jesus Christ through your Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you, the day that you do that is the day that you'll be transformed. Amen. And if it's every day, then you'll be transformed every day. And a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. He's still transforming me. I'm getting transformed this morning. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Everything about the Holy Spirit will imitate Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes... It's going to be just like having him. And that's why Jesus said over in John chapter 16, verse 7, he said, That's why it's necessary that I leave. That's why it's necessary that I leave. Why is it necessary? Because at that time, as I just told you, the Holy Spirit only abided in one person. Not around one person, not in heaven, but in one person, and that was the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the only one that He came down and lit on Him like a dove. If you read that Scripture, it says, and it remained on Him and remained in Him. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. So He said, it is to your advantage that I go. Because if I don't go, then he, the Holy Ghost, won't come. Get a hold of that. But if I do go, I'll send him to you. And when he comes, he won't just be in one person, but when he comes, he's going to be able to be everywhere all the time. He'll be in every person that invites him into their life, every Christian. Amen? Every believer. Hallelujah. And He can do it all at one time, praise God. Hallelujah. See, Jesus is His body, or in His body, excuse me, Jesus in His body could only be at one place at one time. How many of you know that? Didn't He travel around laying hands on the sick, praying for people, getting them healed? He can only be in one place at one time. Now, get a hold of this now. Now, through the Holy Spirit, Jesus can be everywhere all at one time. He can be on your job site. He can be at the beauty parlor. He can be at the barbershop. He can be in Jason's garage. Amen. He can be on your job wherever you work. Because He's in you. His power's in you. You see how that could just uh, magnify the gospel? In the beginning, it was only Jesus going around preaching the gospel. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then He got Himself 12 disciples. Well, 11 disciples and one devil. And then He taught them to do the same thing. Anybody who reads their Bible is being taught to do the same thing. You see how He's multiplying Himself? Amen. Well, how many of you know you got to do your part? Uh, okie dokie. Hallelujah. Y'all got to do y'all's part. Somebody type in preach it, Pastor. Praise God. He said it's necessary that I leave. Because after I leave, then the Holy Spirit can be everywhere all at one time. Hallelujah. Now, look at verse 17. Jesus is omnipresent. That means He's everywhere all the time, right? But He's He's everywhere all the time through the Holy Spirit, through the third person of the Godhead. Praise God. Because Jesus ain't here no more. Anybody seen Jesus lately? No. But I can look right now and I see the Holy Spirit all over Miss Debbie. Amen. Praise God. I can see Him all over y'all. Praise God. You know why? Because you're here this morning. And He's here. Hallelujah. Verse 17. And keep in mind that Jesus just told His disciples, that means you and me, that He's sending us a helper that's exactly like Him. And in verse 17, he tells us something else that's very, very important. He says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, the person of the Holy Spirit, for He dwells with you and will be in you. This is such a revelation of what Jesus Christ is telling us. He said, I'm not going to leave you without help. And this helper, this person, is literally going to dwell on the inside of you. He's not going to dwell around you. He's going to dwell in you. And every born-again Christian needs to get a hold of that. And I'm going to give you some of the reasons here in just a moment. Amen? So the first thing we need to realize is the Holy Spirit is a person. And we've proved that this morning in the Scriptures. How many of you know that? The second thing we want to talk about this morning is where the Holy Spirit abides. And we've already touched on that a little bit. He does not abide in heaven. He abides on the inside of every born-again believer. And now we're going to see some of that in the Scriptures. Let's look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Turn to your neighbor and say, The Holy Spirit abides in you. Turn back and say, Well, He abides in you too. Y'all ain't helping me very much this morning. That means i got to turn all the way back to page number 1. Just kidding. Turn to your neighbor and say, The Holy Spirit abides in you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Everybody watching by live stream, turn to you, whoever's in the room where you say the Holy Spirit abides in you. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice what it says here in Romans chapter 8, verse number 9. It says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. That's capital S. That means the Holy Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God, now watch this dwells in you. Let me read that again. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, He is not His. If anyone does not have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, on the inside of them, You are not Christ's. That's what that's saying. It's very simple, but very, very profound. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. Verse 10. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through his spirit, who dwells where? In you. His spirit dwells where? In me. Say, his spirit dwells in me. Amen. Now, go over to 1 John. Well, we're getting some Bible study this morning, aren't we? Praise God. Hallelujah. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Verse number 13. It says, By this we know that we abide in Him, and He in us, look at this, because He has given us what? His Spirit. spirit. Isn't that good? The Amplifier says it like this, so just look at the monitor. It says, by this we come to know, perceive, recognize, and understand that we abide, live, and remain in Him, and He in us because He has given us or imparted to us of His Holy Spirit. So this Holy Spirit, the third person of the divine trinity, lives on the inside of us. And Jesus has promised He's never going to leave us. Praise God. Listen. When you sin, the Holy Spirit doesn't leave you, you've grieved Him and if you stay in the sinful nature, He's going to not talk to you anymore. Amen? He's always in this earth. He's always wanting you to come back to Him. Amen? He's always going to be there how many, how many of you have ever seen that uh, I think it's a poem or something where you've got the footprints in the sand and even though you see only see one set of footprints it's God carrying you and you know what he's wanting you to do when you're walking this way and you're walking against him he wants you to turn around and you know what he's right there that's the picture of the Holy Ghost we ought to get Amen. He's always there. But He can't lead and He can't guide you if you're wanting to lead. Amen. People say, Jesus is my co-pilot. No, He isn't. If He's not driving, He's not in the car with you. Amen. He's going to drive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. He'll never leave us. Hallelujah. Now, you have grieved Him if you're living in sin. You've grieved Him. And He can't do nothing for you. And let me tell you something too. When you continue to live in sin and not repent, and of course repentance is always what God wants us to do when we do something wrong, right? When your kids do something wrong, aren't you wanting them to say, I'm sorry mom, I'm sorry dad. You know, forgive me, I won't ever do that again. Well, how many of you know your heavenly Father thinks the same? He just wants you to say, "I'm sorry, Dad." Man, I, man, I've, I tell you, I've I've spent a lifetime so far, since 1997, saying, "I'm sorry." Not every day, but you know, you know, sometimes we fall short, right? Yeah. Amen. But He wants us to repent and ask for forgiveness. But He's not going to leave us. Amen. What did Jesus say? He will dwell with you forever. How many of you know forever means forever? Amen. Now, look at this in John, 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, verse number 24. It says, Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him. Now, I could stop and preach right there. So, let me ask you something. If you don't keep the commandments, are you abiding in Him? According to that Scripture? For every positive, there's always a negative, right? Amen. For all who obey the commandments, amen, or or keeps His commandments, abides in Him. And He in them. Oh, and and He in Him. Sorry. And by this, we know that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. Praise God. Now, the Passion, can you pull that up for me? Passion says this. For all who obey His commands, I like this, find their lives joined in union with Him and He lives and flourishes in them. We know and have proof that He constantly lives and flourishes in us by the Spirit that He has given us. Look at this. For all who obey His commands find themselves in union with Christ Jesus through the Holy Spirit, and He lives and flourishes in them. He's flourishing in us. Amen? Not outside of us, but in us. Not outside of you, but in you. Get a hold of that. And he says uh, he constantly lives and flourishes in us. In other words, the Holy Spirit that God has given you and given me is constantly wanting to flourish in your life. He's constantly wanting to flourish in my life. He wants God's Word to flourish in your life. He wants God's promises to flourish in your life. He wants God's blessings to flourish in your life. Some people are waking up. Amen. I always like to hear about them blessings. Amen. The Holy Spirit's role is to move your life to a place of continual victory in Christ Jesus. That's His role. That's His job. And all we have to do, my brothers and sisters, is let Him do His job. Can I get an amen to that? We need to live our lives with a greater awareness of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence on the inside of us and in our life. And I'll guarantee you, if you'll live more aware of the Holy Spirit's presence Living in you, you won't do the things you do sometimes. You won't watch the things you watch sometimes. You won't talk the way you talk sometimes. When you become more aware of the Holy Spirit living and abiding in you, then you won't want to do those kind of things. Are you hearing me? You won't want to do those things that are going to grieve the Holy Ghost. You won't want to do those things that are going to hinder His role of bringing you into the promises of God. Are you getting the picture that you are the one that's in in control of whether you live God's promises or you don't? Are you seeing that these Scriptures right here are telling you that you are the one in charge, not God? If you ain't letting, His, if you ain't being led by the Holy Ghost, God ain't in charge of you. Amen. I, I, I tell people all the time, they'll say, well, God's in charge. No, He's not. You are. You are. God's in heaven. Jesus is in heaven. He sent His Holy Ghost to John. He said, John, if you'll follow what the Holy Ghost leads, you'll be in charge of your life through me. I'll be in charge, I'm going to put it this way I'll be in charge of your life through the Holy Spirit. That sounds better, don't it? Yeah. See, what we want to do, though, is we want to be in charge. I want to do things my way. I've got a little Frank Sinatra in me. <laughs> Amen. Let me tell you something. I found a long time ago that God's way is a whole lot better than my way. And I'm sure Frankie knows that too now. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Let's move on. Hallelujah. Are y'all getting anything this morning? Yeah. Praise God. You got three minutes to you got three minutes to listen to 30 minutes worth of preaching. <clears throat> but I can guarantee you, if you'll be more aware of the one that's living on inside of you, you won't be the same. <clears throat> Amen. Hallelujah. And you won't hinder Him. We have to live more aware, my brothers and sisters, of the Holy Spirit. We have to be more aware of the One that's on the inside of us because His role in our lives and on this earth is the greatest role there is. Amen? Look at this in Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to tell you what the role of the Holy Ghost is. The main role. A lot of other stuff, a lot of little roads down the path, but here's the main role Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. This is what God wanted from the beginning of when Adam and Eve fell. And he planned on sending Jesus Christ. The first words Jesus come, come out of uh, Jesus's mouth when he landed on this planet, or when he come down from the wilderness, he said, uh, "From this time forth, Jesus preached that the uh, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand." Amen. We call that the gospel, right? Look at verse fourteen. This is God's will, and uh, what the Holy Ghost is main priority is on this planet and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and then the end will come the Holy Spirit's role and what he is endeavoring to do is to get the gospel in you and me on the inside of you and me amen somebody say amen or I gotta say it again His role is to get the Gospel in us. You know why? Because He said, go into all the world and preach the Gospel to every creature. Jesus ain't here no more. If the Gospel's going to get preached, it's going to be by you and me. Amen. I can only preach to those that I come in contact with. So the Holy Spirit's role on this planet is to get you fed with the Word of God and thank God you got a preacher like me that just keeps pounding it every week. Amen? Until we all get there. None of us are there yet. None of us have arrived. But we're all going on this journey together. And His, his purpose on this planet is to get John Gillery not only in the pulpit, but when he's in HEB or out on the road or somewhere else, when he comes across somebody that, hurting that I can love on them and I can tell them that there's a better way. And His name is Jesus. But that's your job too. That's why I gave you the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's role is to get the gospel in you and me so we can spread it throughout the world. Amen. I want you to think about that just for a moment. If you, me, and all of the Christians. That's everybody that's listening to me in this building. That's everybody that's listening by live stream this morning. If we could all. Everybody say all. All. Hallelujah. If we could all just be aware, more aware of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of us. And we could want to give that Holy Spirit to someone else through the Gospel of Jesus Christ we would just get that divine revelation of the holy spirit you don't have any idea what this world would look like it would look like the kingdom of heaven it would look just like heaven amen and that's what it's going to look like one of these days amen if we would just uh be led by the holy ghost our lives would change if we would be led by the holy spirit our decisions would be changed the things we do would be changed and the way we live would be changed our lives would look just like jesus and then the world would see that on us or see that in us and they will want what you have and then that opens a door for you to tell them how you got it. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Yeah, Pastor, but that, you're living in a dream world. Well, perhaps you're right. Because most Christians, I don't take this as a criticism, but most Christians never think about the Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of them, they never think about it being wrong to watch certain things on TV. They never think about it being wrong to click on certain websites on their computer. Or they're not living right. You know, they're doing a little drinking on the side when nobody's looking. Or they're doing a few social drugs on the side when nobody's around. Or they're using four-letter words that they wouldn't be using if Jesus Christ was standing next to them. But let me tell you something the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ and the Godhead is in on the inside of you. So there is nothing hidden that isn't being revealed. What you think you're doing in secret is not in secret. And let me tell you something, if you get over in the book of Revelation, you'll talk about, you'll hear Jesus talk about, and the books were opened. Well, what do you think is in those books? Everything that's ever been done by every person on this planet. Now here's the good news. That's pretty sad news right there. That's pretty scary. If your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, your name ain't in them other books. Because when it comes to John Giller, he just says, Blood. Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And that's where we wanna be. People say, Man, revelation scares me. Well, it should if you ain't in Jesus. <laughs> it should. <laughs> it's not gonna be a good time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, y'all gonna just have to bear with me because I'm not gonna stop. Amen. See, we wouldn't do any of these things, all those things. We would change if we would just be aware of the Holy Spirit who's on the inside of us. Are you hearing me? I want to tell you, I'm aware of who's on the inside of me. I said I'm aware of who is on the inside of me. Therefore, I can't go there, I can't do those things, and I can't talk like that. Amen. Amen. In other words, I can't participate in all those things I used to enjoy when I was in darkness, when I didn't know no better, because I'm aware of who's, who's on the inside of me. And I'm not going to grieve Him. I, am not gonna, I refuse to grieve the Holy Ghost. Because I like the blessings of God. I like the promises of God. Amen? I'm not going to do anything that's not going to line up with the Word of God. And if I do fall short of that and I do do something, I'm going to ask for forgiveness. Because let me tell you something that the Holy Ghost does. He convicts you immediately when you do something wrong. Amen. I know Jake don't do anything wrong, but when he does, if he does, Holy Ghost is going to convict him immediately. Now, people like Jason and me, we do stuff all the time. That's why we don't have any hair on our kneecaps. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. To get y'all to laughing. Y'all still love me? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Here's, well, here's the point. When we live our lives with a greater awareness of the Holy Ghost that's living on the inside of us, we'll think twice before we act the way we sometimes act. We'll think twice before we say some of the things we sometimes say. And we'll think twice before we do some of the things that we know is going to grieve the Holy Ghost. Amen. So there's three things we've learned this morning. I'm almost done. Almost is a relevant term. Uh, three things we've learned this morning. Number one is what? The Holy Spirit is what? He's a person. He's not a physical person. It'd be kind of tough. Two of us living in this body. He's a divine person. He is the third person of the Godhead. The second thing we learn is He lives and abides where? In you. Everybody say, in me. Amen. And the third thing we've learned that He has a very important role to play not only in our individual lives, but in this earth as well. Amen? And we're going to talk more specifically about His role next Sunday, so you do not want to miss that. Can I get an amen? Now, when I was seeking the Lord's wisdom, and normally I'll, I'll write my closing on Sunday mornings because I've, I've finished before on Saturdays and then the Holy Spirit will tell me all this other stuff He wants me to say on Sundays. So I just got to where I just Sunday mornings I say, okay, how are, we going to, how are we going to finish this thing out? And here's what he told me. <clears throat> he said, I want you to remind my people why I sent them the Holy Ghost. John chapter 16, I'm going to read verse 8-14 through 14 out of the Amplifiers, so Just watch the screen. <clears throat> and it says, And when He comes, He will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration to it about what? Sin. Sin. Y'all get a lot of that in here, don't you? Now you know why pastor always preaches those things you're not doing. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And about righteousness, which is uprightness of heart and right standing with God, and about what? Judgment. judgment. Everybody needs to know that there's a judgment coming. Verse 9, about sin because they do not believe in Me. About sin because... Why would He say that? Look at the definition of believe. Trust in, rely on, and adhere to. We have to be adhering to God's Word if we say we believe Him. You can't believe something that you're not behaving if you're not living it. It's just a mental thought. Are you getting me? Amen. There's a lot of stuff in these Scriptures, guys, that we need to know. Verse number 10, about righteousness, which is uprightness of heart and right standing with God, because I go to my Father and you will see me no longer. Next time we'll see Jesus, we'll be in heaven. How many of you know that? Amen. (coughs) Amen. Excuse me. About judgment because the ruler, now look at this the evil genius, the prince of this world, Satan, is judged and condemned and sentenced already, uh, uh, and sentence already is passed upon him. How many of you know he's already been found guilty? How many of you know if you don't live for Christ? And I may not be talking about anybody in here, but I may be talking to somebody by a live stream. If you're not in Christ Jesus, if you don't adhere to His Word, you don't do His Word, you don't do His commandments, you cannot say you love Him. Amen. And if, you, if you're not adhering to Christ's Word, then you are of the other kingdom. Are you hearing me? And sentence has already been passed upon you. And you have been found guilty. But you know how you change that, Father God, forgive me. Amen. Amen. That's as simple as that. And then when you repent, you don't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Jesus told the what did He tell the woman, "Go and sin no more." Everybody say that. Go and sin no more. Can't keep doing something and say you've repented, because that makes you a liar. (laughs) And all liars will have their place in the lake of fire. Read your Bible. All right, y'all didn't expect this this morning, did you? Praise God. <clears throat> y'all want me to just talk about tongues? Or y'all want to know the true role of the Holy Ghost? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, Satan is judged and condemned and sentence already is passed upon him. He said, now Lord, watch this now. This is very interesting. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you got to be going to ACCC to hear them. I still have many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them or take them upon you or grasp them now. Now, why would Jesus say that? Because they did not have the Holy Ghost yet. And the Holy Spirit is the only one that can reveal those truths to you. Didn't He say that? He'll lead and guide you into what? All truth. He said right here, he says, I can't, I, I can't tell you anymore because you ain't gonna be able to handle it. Right. Amen? That's good. In other words, they were still spiritual babies. Everybody of believers. Every church has spiritual babies in it. They could have been saved a long time. But they don't follow the doctrines of Jesus Christ. They don't follow the gospel in their lives. They don't renew their spirit. They don't renew their mind. Their spirit renewed. Excuse me. I want to say something wrong. Their spirit renewed when they get born again. But their mind never gets renewed. And they still live carnally. They live in their own reasoning. Well, I can't do this because. Or I I, I can only do this much because. Are you hearing me? They're still spiritual babies. But then it says in verse 13, it says, But when He... All right, the Spirit of Truth, the truth giving Spirit comes. He will guide you into all the truth, the whole, full truth. For He will not speak of His own message or His own authority, but He will tell whatever He hears from the Father. He will give the message that He has been given, that has been given. To him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come, that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, uh, of receive or draw upon what is mine and reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. Jesus said, "Everything of the Father has is mine, and through the Holy Spirit, it belongs to you too." That's what that tells me. The main role of the Holy Spirit is to reveal the truths of God's Word to all mankind. And then it's up to you and me to receive it, believe it, and then spread it to other people. Can I get an amen? Let's all stand together. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for being patient this morning. Hallelujah. we got a lot more. And I truly believe you're able to bear it up you don't come next Sunday. I know that wasn't true. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said right here, He said the Holy Spirit convicts of sin. How I many of you know there's two types of sin? I know I've said this disobedience is the only sin in the Bible. But what I'm talking about is there are sins that man can commit. You commit a sin, you need to ask for forgiveness, right? But then there's also sins of omission. When you omit part of the Bible out of your life because you don't understand it. And there's a lot of Christians that do that. They'll omit things in their lives out of the Bible that's the absolute truth. We're not going to be that group in here. We're not going to have the sin of omission, are we? one right, a couple head shakes. <clears throat> but let me say this, with every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're in this building or you're watching my live stream this morning and you have committed a sin, or you have you have a sin of omission in your life, then in other words, you have cut things out of the, out of the Bible and you blacked them out instead of highlighting them in your Bible. Because you right now your flesh don't want to do it. If that's you and you want to change your life today and be submissive to the Holy Spirit, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees all those hands. He sees the hands by live stream. This is very simple. With every head raised and every eye open, I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe you sent your Son for my sin I receive his sacrifice and I ask him right now to renew my heart to come into my life and be my Lord and Savior Jesus thank you for sending me the Holy Spirit right now according to your word I can be filled with the Holy Spirit So right now, I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that he will lead and he will guide me into every truth that I need to know. In your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. Praise God. I don't know how long this series is going to run, but let me tell you something. Everything that's going to be said over the next week or so, uh, I don't, and again, I don't know how long it's going to go. I'll, I'll go with it until God tells me to change. But this is very, very important to every believer's life. Amen. Amen. And if you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit this morning, it ain't about tongues. Are you hearing me? It's about you now opening your heart where you receive what the Holy Spirit's going to start telling you because He's going to start talking to you. But you're going to have to shut your trap. Amen? Amen. Watch your mouth. Open your heart because you got to listen with this. Amen? Amen? Not with this. He's not going to talk through your mind. He's going to talk to the Spirit which is on the inside of you. Amen? Amen. Amen. You're dismissed in the name of Jesus. Greatly blessed.